a Northerner from Huddersfield. A Londoner from London. <laughs> That's chuffing obvious. I'm Nat Richards. And I'm David Baker. And welcome to our sophisticated, civilised, refined... <laughs> Come off it. We're just two Brits in Oz, having a laugh, talking all things UK news. This is Aussie Pomcast. Hello and uh, welcome to another episode of Aussie Pomcast. So even though she's hundreds and hundreds of miles away, I've still got to listen to that horrendous accent. But anyway, um, Nat obviously is, no, is not here this week. Uh, she very kindly dialed in last week, but she's enjoying the rest of her holiday not dialing in. Uh, and so we're going to uh, bring a special guest in. And I'm very delighted to have the J. The J. Hannah on board. Thanks, the J. Hannah. Um, and, uh, you know, we're swapping out one Brit for another Brit. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, I got it there. I got it, a bit of the accent there. Yes. I've got the good old transatlantic El McPherson, um, Kylie Minogue hybrid accent going on. Oh, the, the um, modest the modest accent. <laughs> That's right. Um, I'm originally from Scotland, but have lived um, in Australia for a very long time. But, you know, still have um, some British blood flowing through my veins. Well, you know... <laughs> None of them are available, um, but uh, no, no, we are very delighted to have you here. And uh, along with the accent, we've also got um, a bit of an echoey sound, I'm gathering. So um, you're actually joining us from your kitchen, right? I am, unfortunately. Yes, my daughter has been deemed a close contact, so I'm working from home this week. But I just, I'm still delighted to be here. I mean, Nat called in last week and you're calling in this week. I'm getting some kind of impression that I smell or no one just wants to be face to face with me. But, but it's fine. I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably get over it. I'll either get over it or cry myself to sleep. Yeah, it's definitely you, thanks. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, there's enough of that then. Um, let's move straight into the news and, and get on with some of the topics for this week. And um, something that actually probably ties into where you're from a little bit, because um, Scotland was actually one of the first places to introduce it. But I don't know if you've seen this week, but Wales has become one of the few places to ban smacking of children. Um, so, yeah. so Scotland did this a while ago, actually. Jersey have done it. Yeah. I don't know who cares about Jersey. But um, yeah, so they've all got involved. And um, yeah, I mean, you've, you've got children, right? I have two children, yes. Okay, and uh, so this is probably the most controversial thing I could probably ask you in the first two seconds of you being on a podcast. <laughs> um, but, but where do you stand on this? Uh, look, um, I think it's the way the world is heading, right? I think it won't be long until more countries jump on board with this one. Um, essentially, it's giving children the same protection from assault as adults have, and I think that's important. That's recognising that, you know, they're just as valid um, in the eyes of the law. Um, the only problem I think that comes with this is perhaps people who are having a little bit of a problem or, um, you know, need a little bit of support with discipline and the way they're parenting their children might be less inclined to open up, um, you know, just in case they might be more judged. But I think on a whole, it's a good thing. We shouldn't be disciplining our children physically. I think it's a bit outdated. Um, you know, I used to cop a bit of a comb to the head when my mum was brushing my hair back in the day if I didn't stand still so you know I'm sure we were all parented differently yeah. but I think we know more these days and um, definitely it seems to be the way we're headed how do you feel as the father of a young child uh, so I, I, obviously I think it all stems from basically how I was parented and it wasn't it wasn't a thing when I you know with my parents at all with our three kids I just think it's because they couldn't mm -hmm. be bothered they're quite lazy parents. They just couldn't be bothered. Just let us do what we want. Um, but um, yeah. yeah, and it kind of stems from that. I just come from a family that was just very disappointed 
Ne- never, never disciplinarians, <laughs> just very disappointed in you, which is fine. You know, a, and, lot, of, a lot of head shaking, not a lot of. Smiling. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just yeah, just the silent treatment for for a fortnight. That was what we, how we got dealt with. Oh no, but look, I I personally couldn't ever envisage wanting to hit my child ever, and so like yeah. I strongly agree with the law, but um, mm-hmm. which which interestingly doesn't exist in in Britain uh, in England, sorry, and it doesn't exist right. in Australia right. either. Um, yeah. But but. The other thing I've learned with having a child is don't tell other people how to raise their children. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, I just, yeah. I think that kind of goes out the window a little bit when you become a, a parent yourself. But, you know, typical yeah. of Australia that um, that it will get there one day, but um, obviously not before Mongolia, Liechtenstein or Venezuela, because <laughs> they've all introduced <laughs> it as well. So, you know, at least we're behind the times on that. Yeah, we definitely are. Um, <laughs> but moving ahead to something else that should probably be illegal, um is the increase in household bills um, across the UK 50% rise. Yeah, I know. Pretty pretty incredible a rise for for some of the people that are already struggling at the moment in England. Um, yeah, so this yeah. is all to do with the energy price cap, which um, which goes up in April. And so we'll actually see a rise for most people of between 693 and £708 a year, which is, I don't know about you, but that's $1,500. <laughs> on top of what you're already paying for fuel is pretty ridiculous. It goes up to then nearly £2,000 a year, so $4,000 around that. That's a lot of money to be shelling out on uh, on energy. And, you know, that that's going to basically put, that new statistics have found, two in five people into fuel poverty. I, it sounds like a bit of a made-up yeah. term, but that is actually when you end up spending more than 10% of your income on fuel alone. So... I, I guess people listening yeah. or people thinking about that, just apply your income and then work out whether or not you'd ever pay 10% on energy. The likelihood is absolutely not because that's astounding. Yeah, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. It's a real worry for people in the UK, people on pensions. How they're going to manage, I just honestly don't know. It's bewildering, to be honest. Yeah, and, you know, obviously that's not the only thing rising. A lot of things going up, obviously because of <laughs> Russian sanctions and obviously because of yeah. Ukraine war, everything like that. We know about petrol. We've <laughs> seen all of that happening. But one of the other things that have been hit, and, you know, this hits me hard, is uh, <laughs> is the instant noodle. Imagine that. Oh, dear me. Every, it's gotten so bad now that instant noodles are unaffordable. Uh, I mean... <laughs> I, so I went to uni in England and I was very, very stereotypical. Basically, it was instant noodles and anything with the slightest hint of alcohol in it. That was basically the diet I lived on. <laughs> and so to then add in, like to add price to, to instant noodles, I, I just don't know how you get along now. Well, that is absolutely true. And the noodles apparently already went up by 15 to 20% during the pandemic. So students were already feeling the pinch. Um, because, yeah, apparently um, Ukraine and Russia uh, cr- provide one third of the world's wheat. Yeah. So this is why problems are rising. But, um, you know, maybe it's good news for Australian farmers because we're also large producers of wheat. That might yeah. be a little weird in the long term. I'm not sure. But, you know, maybe until then it's time to switch to the baked beans on toast. That's all I can recommend, really. How dare you? Yes, I mean, <laughs> yes, I mean, there are other foods that are other. F- yeah, sorry, I don't work for Pot Noodle. Other foods are available. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so obviously no one is happy about that. No one is happy about lots yeah. of things that are going up as a result of Ukraine. Yeah. Obviously, it's important to remember that Ukraine, there are far worse things happening there. And so let's just remember that's that that's pretty horrific. Um, but one of the other right. things that's going on with Ukraine is obviously Boris Johnson has now, I mean, he's committed mm. £88 million pounds to uh, to mm-hmm. help them with aid mm-hmm. and things like that. But he's also, yeah. he's going to... 
he's going to take a trip out there. He's, going, he's heading to Kiev, apparently. This um, tickled my funny bone. So last week, I think it was, um, prime ministers from Poland, Czech Republic and Slovenia boarded a train and went to visit the Ukrainian president, um, Vladimir Zelensky. Now British PM Boris Johnson wants to go for a flying visit as well. Um, you know, he's under a lot of um, pressure at home with Sue Gray's report um, into his infamous lockdown parties and his general handling of the pandemic. Things are kind of not going in Boris's favour. But um, it just all reminds me a little bit too much of Bojo's attempt to drum up a bit of publicity for the London Olympics back in 2012 when he was the mayor of London. And I don't know if you remember this, but he was trying to promote the events going on around the city. So he did a bit of zip lining in a suit, yes. waving two Union Jack flags. But apparently the zip line wasn't working properly and poor old Bojo got stuck for about 10 minutes. And this is an actual quote from an onlooker, which just cracks me up. She says, he was hanging about a third of the way from the end like a damp towel slung over a washing line. <laughs> you know, <laughs> is this what happens when Boris goes ziplining? I'm not really sure if he should be parachuting into a war zone. I know, but we can all, we, you know, when you say soggy towel hanging over a zipline, <laughs> I automatically think of the great orators of our time like Barack Obama and, you know, Abraham Lincoln. Surely yeah. they were all doing it as well. Yeah. No, just Boris Johnson. He's it's just Boris. So you're a bit cynical about this trip. You think it might be a way to try and curry a bit of favour before polls? I think so. You know, it's very clear that, you know, um, Britain is backing the Ukraine in a big way. And I think Boris is just out for some popularity votes. I mean, it's risky for him to do it. Whether it even gets to go ahead, I don't know. Mm. But um, no, Boris, I don't think this is what we should be doing. I think you just... I'm done. <laughs> talking, talking about the London Olympics actually took me back to when I... So I left around the London Olympics. That's when I was last in England. And I actually interviewed yeah. Boris Johnson a couple of times. And yeah. he is both one of the smartest people I've ever met and one of the stupidest people I've ever met. And I think it's actually quite impressive to juggle both those things and do both of yeah. those things. So He just me as like a little schoolboy. There's something schoolboyish about him still. It's like he's never quite grown up. Yeah, I can he, still see him around a schoolyard with his tie askew and his band-aid on his knee yeah exactly so he's the sort of person that will talk to you in latin and then fall down the stairs it's very odd <laughs> very I odd that. i think i would get along with boris johnson <laughs> <laughs> you love your latin do you um <laughs> no, i love people that fall downstairs <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough who doesn't um Talking of Boris and talking of Ukraine, um, there are some obviously lots of humanitarian efforts, lots of different efforts that are going on. And one of the one of the interesting efforts that I saw this week and something that I would normally be cynical about, but I'm trying not to be, was David Beckham actually handing control over his Insta. I don't know if you saw this, um, but he handed yeah. it over to a Ukrainian doctor so she could actually share mm -hmm. what was going on inside the hospital wards. And, you know, yeah. I, as I said, sometimes I'm a bit cynical about this because I just think, you know, obviously that that looks favorable for him and it's a nice thing for him mm -hmm. to say that he's doing. Mm -hmm. But the reality mm -hmm. is that we're, we're all very quick to criticise celebrities and Instagram mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But the reality is he has 71.5 million followers. And if that many people are taking notice of it, then surely it's a good thing. Yeah. I Look, you know what? I think he's a good egg, Beckham. Mm. I think he's not the smartest tool in the shed, but I think his heart's in the right place. He seems to be universally, universally quite loved. Mm. And I think he was doing this out of a real sense of you know what can i actually do that might make a little bit of difference um the video was quite amazing mm. the ukrainian was showing us around the basement where women are been giving birth you know while bombs are dropping overhead um 
you know, as if it's not scary enough having a baby, imagine doing it in these conditions. Yeah. And, you know, the doctor, there was the most beautiful quote at the end where she said, you know, we're, we're endangering our lives, but we don't think about it because we love our work. And I just thought that was incredible. Yeah. And look, you know, it's <laughs> he's also reportedly and, you know, uh, anonymously um committed already a million pounds of his own money to to unicef yeah. and to help outside to help in ukraine and you know look yeah. if, if one if every one of his 71.5 million followers donate 10p they got seven million pounds so that's right people just yeah. get onto it just do it <laughs> yeah yeah 100 um but look he he was obviously renowned as being one of the in the 90s anyway one of the the hottest men uh, yeah i'm, I'm happy right. to say that i was he's an attractive yeah. man i'm fine with it <laughs> Um, but yeah. one thing yes. that has also got some hot men and got people talking in it is mm, mm. Bridgerton and it's back. Yes, it's and, back indeed. And this Friday. And presumably you've seen it because I all I know is it's a raunchy, badly acted period drama, right? Have I seen it? Come on. Please, <laughs> you know, I'm one of the few women in the universe that hadn't seen it if I hadn't. But um, yes, this week um, Netflix will release season two. Um, you know, the first season was released um, a year into the pandemic. A lot of the world was locked down. Um, it was just what we needed. I think it was like romantic and silly and fun, but it was also, you know, it, it was challenging. It wasn't just a stuffy um, costume drama. You know, it recast the Queen of England as a black woman. Mm. Um, interracial relationships were the norm in high society. So there's a lot to like about Netflix beyond, you know, the the raunch. But um, uh, so apparently uh, we reported in the paper today actually that um, uh, people are saying season two is lacking in sex appeal, but um, I have it on good authority actually that um, you just have to wait a little while. So the penultimate episode and the final episode, apparently you get your resolution um, and from my sources have actually said um it's the slow burn is far more titillating anyway than ah. you know the i think it was by episode five or six they were already in the second in series one so you just have to lay, wait a little while but the um or, you know, or, unresolved or just skip to episode eight yeah or skip to the final <laughs> but again unresolved sexual tension is what keeps you tuned apparently so yeah i can't wait i'm looking forward to seeing it and i'm sure i'm not alone uh, I won't be watching it, but you're not alone. You're right. I, I, I think I'm one of four people that won't watch it, but that's fine. Well, you and my husband. So <laughs> um, but right, that's not the only thing that will be getting steamy, even if it is in the last episode. Um, because what we've seen out, of, and probably this is partly to do with the humanity in Belize, I would have thought. But anyway, um, things are getting yeah. steamy on the latest royal trip. Um, we got oh, Kate and Willis. Willis? I just called him Willis. Will yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What are you talking about? Will? Yeah, exactly. He's a very small boy <laughs> in different strokes. Um, he wasn't with Kate. Um, so Kate and Wills are, are both of their names. That's their names. Um, they yeah. were in Belize, and so it started off. A, it started off a little controversially because obviously they had um, their first trip was actually halted because of a little protest mm. because of right. because of Williams different charitable organization and who owns land and it was all a bit controversial but mm -hmm. they, they, mm -hmm. they swept mm -hmm. that under the carpet and moved to a different one and um yeah. and then everybody was really just talking about their dance moves yes indeed and um you know kate kate whipped out um some wooden maracas never seen kate shake her maracas before so that, that was quite that she just happened to have with her is that 
It's one of the four. <laughs> they? It's like um, yeah. on one of those survival shows. She was allowed to bring one item, and she bought her wooden yeah. maracas. Yeah. I'm bringing my maracas. Yeah, take them um, everywhere. Yeah. The funny thing come out of coming out of this story is, um, you know, they're both up there dan- dancing. I'm sure it's very awkward whenever they're being asked to do anything like this. And um, but apparently, her hip thrust or his hip thrusting and her flirty behaviour has been read by some commentators as suggesting that Kate's actually keen to have another baby. Now, I'm not quite yeah. so sure about. I think this is a bit of, um, you know. Um, dreaming from the royalists who would love probably nothing more than to see a baby in a year that's been a bit troublesome for the royal family but um i'm not quite sure that the dancing was a mating ritual or anything like that (laughs) i I like that you say you're not sure it's it's a hundred percent not not that no one has ever gone oh look at her dance she wants a baby honestly that's one of the most disgusting things i've ever heard it's It's ridiculous. And it's so it's so typical of, unfortunately, the way that we treat, oh, well, unfortunately, women in general, but royal women or women in the spotlight where we actually think we can, yeah. someone can say that and it'd be okay and it'd be a talking point. It's just yeah. mad. No, it's not cool. Poor Kate. I feel so sorry for her. Um, she looks stunning again, though, in that beautiful blue. I actually think she's looking better than she ever has. And I'm sure Nat would no doubt suggest that this is, um, you know, pointing to their ongoing support for Ukraine. I'm yeah. not sure if that's true or not, but, but she looks stunning in that blue. She looks super happy, um, you know, good on them. But I don't think there's a fourth baby on the way, to e- be honest. Even if she did, as one, as one person there put it, shook her waist like nobody's business. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> again, no one's ever actually said that. In re- that's basically just something that didn't happen. And someone has just I, gone, yeah, that sounds, that sounds fun. Let's write that. Anyway, moving on from that, because that's got me a little riled yeah. up, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Other royal related news. Obviously, there's quite a lot going on, actually, this week. Um, one of the things that's yeah. obviously getting a lot of column inches and a lot of talk this week is, is Prince Philip's memorial. Obviously, mm. preparations are underway for that, and it's kind of military-style yeah. operation, I guess. But, mm. um, you know, lots, lots of the attention is focused on to how do you get the Queen comfortable? You know, is she is she okay? Yeah. You know, she hasn't been that well, and, you know, it's all about how mm. we even get her there. Some people suggesting she might yeah. not even be there. But um, let's hope she yeah. is there. Um, but, you mm. know, one person that apparently will be there, quite a shock to me, to be honest, is, uh, yeah. is Andrew. Mm, indeed. Um, this will be one of his first public appearances since the whole, um, you know, the whole Epstein drama. Um, how do we feel about it? I'm not sure the British public are really that keen to see him there. Um, you know, everyone will be hoping that the Queen will make it because there is no doubt she would be so determined to be there for Philip, who was also always um, by her yeah. side steadfastly so i feel like she would want nothing more than to be there she'd want to move heaven and earth if she could you know maybe she will take a leaf out of boris's book and like zip line in or a helicopter (laughs) whatever but you know however she gets there i'm sure she if she can she will be there um but yeah i just don't know about this andrew thing i don't know if the world is ready for him to be gallivanting around and uh, you, you know i think he just needs to bolt hole himself away and and just stay out of sight because uh, i completely agree i mean so they're saying that basically it will be his first appearance essentially since this all went down yeah. the settlement was paid out to yeah. virginia jeffrey but they're also mm. suggesting it's probably going to be his last appearance but you know does he deserve that i, I i'm not sure that you know anybody really wants him there or wants to see him and maybe after something like this you just have to accept that you you can't go 
yeah, I feel like his um, days of public appearances are over. He he has done something that's pretty much unforgivable in the eyes of just about anyone. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sorry, mate, it's time to just retire, go and live in a little cottage somewhere and just stare at the public eye. Exactly. It's not like he's got to retire in, you know, in poverty. He's going to be fine. No, and so not just- going to perhaps where he should be but you know <laughs> he, he can afford his energy bills um yeah, yeah. he should just disappear anyway and he's instant noodles no doubt yeah exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know whether or not the queen is there i'm sure she will be maybe she'll be in a wheelchair, wheelchair yeah. as some people have suggested um yeah. but yeah. which actually reminds me and this is probably my favorite story of the week and you know yeah very very kind of for me rural england kind of mm-hmm. typical of that yeah. kind of thing but there was a teen in wales in rill um, mm. I, I don't know much about real, but it's a small place in, in Wales. But she um, she was filming on her camera and on her phone and she mm-hmm. spotted another teenager towing a camper van down the street while re- riding a mobility <laughs> scooter. I mean, love this stuff. I, I love it. How good would it be just to see that kind of just <laughs> and not like it's not going to whiz past your eye. They can only go at like five miles an hour. <laughs> That's right. I just think, you know, only in Britain, because if you tried that here, it would take you like a year to get anywhere. So like, you know, I'm just going to hop on my mobility scooter and tow my caravan to Calbarry yeah. on my holidays. You'd be still trying to Four get there. Four and a half years year. later. Yeah. Like, it's not going to happen. Only in little, you know, rural Wales could you get around, potter around on your little mobility scooter. I don't know the story behind this, but if I had seen that with my own eyes, I think I would just about disintegrate it. <laughs> Needless to say, it did go viral, um, as so many yeah. things caught on smartphones do these days. Um, but, you mm. know, maybe we are not too far off them not being a thing at all. So I don't know if you read about this, but the smartphone is now slowly being replaced by the dumb phone. Now, I, I hadn't heard of it being yeah. called a dumb phone before, mainly because yeah. I lived in an era where I had one. And so, that's yes, kind of, right. yeah. <laughs> and so basically, millennials are ditching their fancy new phones with their internet and, their, yeah. you know, Candy Crush. Sorry, that's a very outdated reference as well, I think. I don't even think people do that <laughs> anymore. Um, and so they're ditching it for their, you know, their, the old school Nokia 3210s. So the only distraction yeah. in their life is Snake now, which, you know... Yeah, it's very interesting. So there's like a 17-year-old Robin West from London who, um, yeah, she's ditched her smartphone for her dumb phone. Um, She was lured by cost initially, apparently, but then noticed other benefits. She said that she gets more work done because she's not always on her phone. um, And it some people have said to her that it limits her, but she said, no, I actually find that I'm more proactive. So I can certainly see the benefits. Um, These phones also have the... um, you know, they outlast smartphones in terms of battery life mm. and durability. So there's certainly something to like. And, you know, as a parent of a 10-year-old who probably, as he's heading towards high school in the next couple of years, will be needing or wanting a phone, I'm like, you know, well, that's a pretty good option. It'll mm. it'll being distracted in class, you know, stop the scrolling. But also she highlighted the fact, um, you know, it's less agitating. There's no doubt that... Um, our, you know, our addiction to our phones and constantly being on scrolling on social media and news and whatever, it's agitating. It increases our stress. It can be overwhelming. So maybe this is a great option for kids. Um, who knows? Yeah. And I mean, apparently, like, there's lots of studies out on the moment, obviously, where, you know, kids are doing a lot of things better, basically, than their parents and us. And so yes. I, there was one I read the other day, actually, as well, that was saying that basically kids are drinking a lot less than their parents as well. Yeah. I, I saw this too, yeah. I think it's pretty obvious that they're also going to the gym. I, I mean, I thought it was a game 
So, like, I, I didn't even know what one was. And they're all going to that. They're all eating their avocado on toast. They're eating good things yeah. for them. You know, we were going mm. to McDonald's as a treat, you know. Um, yeah. So uh, everything is kind of changing on that front. But, you know, good for them. I think I think we basically yeah. messed a lot of it up. So, you know, they're rectifying it for us. We, we've kind of moved into this hyper-technological age. And they seem to be doing things a bit simpler, a bit smarter, um, very environmentally conscious. Mm. So, you know, I think... The- in good hands but you know i don't i don't know about you but also as an adult um one of the worst things about smartphones for me is is work it's just impossible <laughs> to switch off i mean i don't know if I'll i should like- say that on a work-related podcast <laughs> but i'm gonna do it anyway um but you know like it's basically the first thing you kind of check when you wake up and it's the last thing you check when you go to bed and so it becomes yeah. like this never-ending cycle and i just kind of pine for the days where you used to phone up your mate on a, on a landline and say we'll be there at 10.30 and they turn up at 12 and so you waited for an hour and a half on your own and you know talking of nostalgia one of the things that comes around every year um, one of the things that actually just annoys me a little bit um, right. uh, you might sense that a lot of things annoy me um, but um, is the old charity football match you know I, mm. I love my football I've, I've heard rumours that you're, mm-hmm. you're massive into it as well I'm such a disgrace to my homeland. I'm sorry. I hate football with a passion. To be fair, I don't really like watching sport in general. I'd rather be doing than watching, but definitely not football. And to be fair, you are Scottish and they're not very good at football. I'm Scottish, but we're never very good at anyone. There was no point in watching, in my opinion. Look, I I don't know. But, you know, there is going to be a charity match coming up. I you probably know better than I do. Is this a yearly thing? This yeah, it's a, it's a very common thing. I think Robbie Williams started it yeah. a long time ago, and he's always very good about putting himself as a captain, you know, doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I, it's very nice of him. But it's all basically just an attempt at people that thought they were good at football but weren't that good at football just to play football at a big stadium, really. And so Robbie and Williams just, really can't get over uh, that, so he does it every year. Right, okay. Um, look, and I've heard this year, is it being captained by Liam Payne from One Direction? Yeah, so or actually he- Robbie, Robbie Williams isn't captaining this year, just to throw a spanner yeah. in those works. But Liam Payne yeah. is of One Direction fame, uh, and, and nothing yeah. subsequently, I don't believe. Um, him, no. He will be captaining one of the sides, and mm-hmm. Usain Bolt mm-hmm. will captain the other one. So, so Robbie is involved in that he's singing, but he's not uh, actually taking this year so i think robbie's maybe getting a little bit long in the truth perhaps mm. to actually say, but he's going to be singing but look i've got to say there's only one way you get me interested in the soccer match and it would be if harry styles was playing then i'd be all over it like a rash okay which <laughs> <Should> we <laughs> all right <laughs> you know, there's not many women in the world who wouldn't take a sudden interest in soccer if harry styles was on the field fair enough fair enough well actually if you are interested so one of the most iconic and famous yeah. moments from any of these any of these charity match was is boris johnson did actually play in one game many many years ago just to bring it full circle oh. and bring it back to him but um he played yeah. many many years ago and he rugby tackled someone on the pitch it's one of oh, the stupidest God. things i've ever seen Boris, he just can't play by the rules, can he? No. He's just a white character. Exactly. I love him. It, yeah, it's basically <laughs> him falling down the stairs again. Right. So I, I think we've covered most of the topics going on in England this week, from the bizarre to the ridiculous yep. to Boris Johnson falling over. Um, but, yeah. but, Jay, thanks ever so much for joining us this week. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, You're very welcome. I'm sure Nat, you know, Nat is probably thinking, should she bother coming back? Cause Where is she? Who cares? <laughs> No, I don't. I don't know. Is I don't know. Is she in Huddersfield or is she somewhere warm? Uh, well, I, th- I think she was meant to be in Benidorm, obviously, uh, unbelievably. Right. But yes, I think Where she's meant to be. 
holiday. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so because she couldn't get a full English breakfast in Huddersfield, she went to get a full English breakfast in Benidorm. Sure. Uh, but she's away still next week. So uh, you'll be joining us again next week, will you? I will, and hopefully I'll be in the studio. Um, I'm at working from home this week, but, yeah, hopefully it'll be great to be doing it in there with you. Great. We'll see how we go. Well, we look forward to it, and thanks ever so much for joining us. No worries. Thank you very much for having me. Cheers. Aussie Pomcast is brought to you by the West Australian and Perth Now, hosted by Natalie Richards and David Baker. Our producers are Kate Ryan and Natalie Bongiolo. You can find other podcasts produced by 7 West Media by searching for The West Australian wherever you get your podcasts.